Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 20 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Becchione. Welcome to today's episode. Only love can keep the forces of shame at bay. Only love lifts us from despair, and only love affirms our inherent self-worth. Shame drives home the message that we are less than, while love proudly proclaims that we are always more. Kenny LaJoy, author of It's Okay to Be You, Living Well with FASD or Other Disabilities. Welcome to FASD Hope. I am beyond thrilled to have today's guest. Today, as this episode airs, we have a new book release by an up-and-coming, gifted and talented author who shares not only his journey, but I like to say his book is education, encouragement, and most of all, inspiration for your FASD journey. So I am so excited to welcome the new author of It's Okay to Be You, Living Well with FASD or Other Disabilities, Kenny LaJoy. Kenny, my friend, welcome to FASD Hope. Thank you, Natalie. I'm so happy to be here with you and to have my first podcast interview with you. And I am honored that I am your first podcast that you're guesting on. And I know after this, you will be on more. So <laughs> I thank you for letting me have the first um, the first podcast of you and talking about your new book. So Kenny, we have been, I guess you came to me in the early winter of this year, 2022, um, you and your mom came to me, you know, and you said, I have this book. I'd like to get it. I'd like to self-publish it. Would you help me? And of course I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> you came to me with this manuscript that pretty much just needed some polishing. I mean, it really, and it, it was such an amazing journey to be on with you. I, I didn't, you this book that you had in you, Kenny, is just such an amazing, it's a part of you. And I feel honored that I, I was able to, to walk alongside with you and say, okay, Kenny, you know, here's, here's this or here's that. So this has just been an amazing journey. And I, I can't believe as we air this episode, your book is released. Oh, so exciting. I just been such a long journey and the book itself didn't take terribly long to write like a few months but it's the crossing the i's and the t's and all of that stuff which is also a process in itself but we're finally here i'm really excited yes so congratulations congratulations my friend so let's talk a little bit about I know about you because, um, you know, I'm friends with your mom and your mom and I co-authored a book last year. And um, I know about your journey and, and about your um, your FASD journey as well. Um, but let's talk a little bit about 
you, your your adoption journey and your FASD journey so that our listeners can get a little bit of your backstory before we start talking about your book. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I kind of go with the first chapter of my book. It's a little hard to pinpoint when it all started. So for me, it started really when I was adopted at eight years old from a small Central Asian country called Kyrgyzstan. And then when I came home, we first went to public school and I always struggled in public school. Uh, but we thought that was primarily because of being an ELA or a first English learner um, problem. You know, I just don't understand the language. So everything else is harder, which is also true. Uh, but we found that the problem was deeper when I went back um, to adopt uh, my my family went to adopt my sisters in Kazakhstan, another country uh, near my old one. Um, and I had a book assigned to me called Farmer Boy by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Um, and I was reading with my mom and she would like explain a new word to me and I would just forget at the very next page when it reappear. And I did that several times that we got like, there's something more than just, you know, English learning wrong here um so when we came back my mom realized she probably had to homeschool all of us and she did which was in a tremendous um sacrifice and, and it paid off um and then the next step towards my journey was we were seeing a uh, very good speech therapist who also was a bit neurodivergent herself and then she um ADHD and so she was the first one to ever say, you know what, some of your things, it's like you have like multiple problems, executive functioning, poor memory, um, auditory processing, that kind of stuff. She's like, man, a lot of these kind of line up with um, FASD. Have you ever heard of it? We're like, no, we have no idea what that is. And she's like, oh, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. She's like, you know, you might want to look into that because it looks like it might be that. She's like, I'm not a doctor, I don't know for sure, but you should look into that. And that evening or that afternoon, my mom and I went home and we researched, we're like, that checks basically every box. So, um, and then from there, we um, we adjusted how I was taught at, um, my, my homeschooling. We used more technology, more visual stuff to teach me with and all of that stuff. And then I got an official diagnosis at a, a clinic in Washington State, um, a, their foremost experts in the U.S. around these issues. And so I got an official diagnosis in the year of either 2015 or 2016, I believe. So, yeah. You so eloquently share this all in, in like you said, the first chapter of your book. And what I really appreciate one of the many things I appreciate in your book, Kenny, is how you talk about it from your point of view, but you also share your mom's blog and her point of view too. And I think that, um, you know, in a, in a few minutes, when we talk about your audience, I think that you're doing that really helps not only, you know, someone who has an FASD, but it also helps their family understand um, that whole process of, of getting a diagnosis. And Honestly, until you've been through it, you don't really understand it. So I'm yeah. really appreciative of, of how you share that. And, and you use both your point of view as well as, as your mom's point of view. 
yeah, for me, it's I want to wanted to also give voice to like we often think it's only our own journey that it's only one person's journey and you know helpful to realize there's other people on that journey with you and it's as many dreams that you have for yourself they you know especially your parents they've also had those dreams for you and so they have to rethink and reimagine your future just like you do and that um and started flooding that journey divide and it can really be a bonding experience of working together to reimagine something new. And when you read Kenny's book, you at the end of every chapter, Kenny poses questions for both the individual with an FASD as well as their yeah. you know loved one <laughs> family. And I love that when we started working together, Kenny, and and when I saw that, I thought that is such a helpful tool that is going, your book is again, it's, it's, you know, part autobiography, part inspirational and part guidebook slash resource book. You know, your, your book has so many just wonderful qualities. And at the same time, you, you educate people about FASD and, and from a lived experience from your point of view. And I mean, I'm not going to give away more of the book because you need to buy it and read it. But, you know, so many people will appreciate, you know, how you talk about things like dismaturity or executive functioning from your point of view, because so often we hear from the parents or from the professionals or the clinicians. But, you know, from your point of view, especially, you know, you know, my son and, and my son, you know, is, is really um, excited to, to read your book. You know, um, it really, I think this book is going to be so helpful for so many people, Kenny. You know, you, we joked last year, your mom and I, we wrote the little guidebook that could, and, you know, we promoted the heck out of it. But this is the book that people need to read about FASD, honestly. Oh, and um, I'm again, I'm just so, so excited that we're at this stage. We're like launching, you know, getting everybody to read it. So let's talk about, you mentioned, Kenny, how it didn't take that long to write it. Because when you brought it to me, honestly, it was a manuscript. It just needs some things. And, um, you know, I'll share a little funny thing in, in a moment uh-huh. about our interactions. But um Let's talk about the past few years and and how did God plant the seed in you to write this book and to actually get it out? Um, so the last three years, um, my mom helped me and my two sisters fi- uh, found a business called Buckaroos Slices and Scoops. And it's a business where we sell pizza and ice cream, hence the slices and the scoops. And we also um, try to support and hire people who are neurodivergent as well, like we are. Um, and in that time, I've worked with different people with different disabilities and different needs. And um, and I've just, you know, been on Facebook and on other and forums and talked with other people with FAS and, and or other disabilities. And the kind of the gloom that's around it the you know like oh this forever defines me and it's that you know and this changes everything which it does like admittedly it does but at the same time like I I was laying in my bed and I was feeling a little you know sad and blue and I'm like you know about it and I'm like man I just need affirmation I need affirmation that it's okay 
that the world is okay, I am okay, who I am is okay, my struggles are okay, my victories are also okay, and they might look different, but they're, you know, they're wins nonetheless, and that's okay, and so I'm hoping, really, that that's the, I hope it's the heart of my story, is that affirmation of who you are, and your abilities, and or the lack thereof, uh, you know, and that, um, that it's okay. It's okay to be you. It's okay to be disabled. It's okay to have need others um, and all those. And in many ways, we live in a world where like it's you got to do everything by yourself or be everything by yourself, but you don't have to be. And that's okay. We need one another. We're built to be with one another. We're built to help each other. And just because we're different doesn't mean we can't be part of that structure of helping ourselves and others. That's amazing, Kenny. And I so appreciate you. You this. That's another great point about your book is it really is an affirmation of it's okay to have an FASD. It's okay to have to need others to to have challenges to to have struggles. We all do, and you really also talk about something that your mom and I meant you know talked about last year um in our book was interdependence and really yeah. how I love you know one of your quotes is how um don't let anybody tell you that this country was founded on independence no we needed each other you know I love that you know um so I I just again there's just so many gems of lived experience w- wisdom in your book that really I think is just going to be so valuable to so many people. So before we talk a little bit more about the book, when you started writing, because you came to me pretty much with an almost finished product, when you started writing, did you take chunks of time and do it or did you find yourself doing it on your days off? How was that writing process for you? So, um, a lot of it came to me that, that very night, right? So um, at least um, a very vague outline came to me that night. All, all I needed to know that night was I need that affirmation of it's okay. And so I got out of bed and I started to write a little bit. And I put, you know, the first thing I wrote down was it's okay to be disabled. And then I wrote about that a little bit. But then next thing I'm like, I started to get these other things. Oh, it's okay to need others. Oh, it's okay to have struggles. Oh, it's okay um, to have limits um, and that kind of thing. And that's where, so I wrote my, my very vague general outline that night, kind of, of these are the affirmations that needed that day in, in my head of like, it's okay to be different. Um, it's okay to hope, all of that. And then, and then um, I pitched that idea to my mom. And she thought it was a pretty good idea. And I so I set up to try to write one chapter a week with on uh, my off days whenever I had, you know, because I'm still working basically full time for my business and stuff. And then too, there were uh, several times where I kind of took pauses in the middle. And um, because like I just couldn't write anymore. It just wasn't like it. Um, I'm one of those believers where like if it doesn't want to come, don't force it, you know, like just you're not going to do good writing if you have if you're forcing it um and so I think those pauses were valuable because I learned something new during those pauses that I think added to um the book like one of the parts I learned was um the Tokyo Olympics was happening at that time and it 
a lot of that Olympics was surrounded by mental health awareness, <laughs> you know, like, so, and, you know, to me, that's like a God thing, you know, like just uh, that's what we're speaking about it. And I don't usually follow the Olympics, but I learned so much from that. So I, I wrote a little bit about that. So those few policies I had in the middle, I think were important ones that helped me get unstuck and keep going in my book. Definitely. So funny story, Kenny and I, I would say probably over the course of about four or five months, we met and and started, you know, having Mm -hmm. these meetings and um, I would go through, you know, your manuscript and I would make comments and I would, you know, just again, you know, when you edit and especially I don't really feel like I can say I edit it more like I just kind of helped you you know, polished it, you know, because it really, you have this wonderful book, but when I would make suggestions, you know, we, we had the shared Google document and I make suggestions. It was so funny because you knew how you wanted to say things, Kenny. I, I would say, Oh, do you want to maybe say it from like this? Or do you want to try this wording? And very politely, very politely, <laughs> but very firmly, you were like, Nope, I'm going to keep it like this. And I was like, you know, it's, it's so funny. Cause like, the mom in me is like, oh, well, maybe I should explain to him why. And I'm, but then I, it made me, this whole process made me step back and say, this is his book. This is not my book. This is how yeah. he wants to say this, or this is how he wants to phrase this. And I need to respect that. So it was a learning process for me too, because um, now, you know, we're, we read the finished product, you know, we, we've gone through the formatting who we had a wonderful book um cover uh she she created the book cover and she formatted carrie watson um and we have her um information in kenny's book cover so if you're interested in a wonderful formatter or um cover creator but um you know thinking about the finished product now and reading through it i think okay yeah i can't i you know, any of the suggestions I made that he turned down, I'm like, now I understand why this, this is. Yeah. And there were also a lot of suggestions that I definitely took to heart and yes. that really helped the book too. So I don't want you to discount the parts that you did also add that were very good too. So, oh, you know. and, and you know what, Kenny too, I'm really appreciative because we had a good working relationship. We were mm-hmm. very re- respectful of each other and, and you were, you know, you were so kind when you said, you know, when, <laughs> when I get the email, it said, Kenny rejected this. Kenny rejected this. <laughs> we would talk afterwards. And and then, you know, you would be like, oh, I just wanted to state this way or I wanted to state it that way. And then I was like, oh, okay, but yeah, that makes sense. So um, it, it, it's been such a fun process of doing this with you, Kenny, because I learned a lot about myself, you know, and I also really just appreciate, again, this book really highlights your strengths and at the same time, you are vulnerable. You share mm-hmm. your struggles and challenges. However, at the end of every chapter um, and and throughout your book, you affirm that it's okay. And as a parent, mm-hmm. this is the book that I want, you know, any teenager, family of a teenager, young adults, you know, anyone with... Uh, that has ties to the FASD community. I want them to read this book, you know, because you, you shine a light in, in that it's, it's okay. 
you know, and, and you did exactly what you were thinking of doing that night when, when, you know, those thoughts were in your head. So I just, I really, really appreciate it. So now we're going to talk about your audience because I know that you, at first we talked about your, your primary audience was, you know, for people with FASD, Mm -hmm. particularly young adults and, and teens. But as this book, you know, developed. And as we talked more, we realized that this book, there are so many audiences that this book would be so relevant and resourceful for. Let's talk about that a little bit and how your audience for this book basically grew. Yeah, I would say like my initial thought was like, I want to get into the hands of someone like me who needed to know that it was okay. And so the primary audience would have been young adult with FAS. Uh, then um, as I got more into the book, I realized like one of the biggest difficulties with us with FAS is um, that of our relationship with our caregivers, with our loved ones, and trying to give that voice and that um, perspective of all in that relationship. And so um, it slowly evolved to also encompass a good book for the loved ones, for those who care, for the parents, caregivers um, of people with FASD. Uh, and for them to hopefully get something out of this book to understand their loved one or child better. And for the loved one and, um, and for the one affected with FASD to also understand their parents' perspective and know their loved one's perspective better as well. Um, and then I, I got further in and some of the quotes I picked or others helped me pick, I just loved, uh, they're universal. And so like when, especially with other people with disabilities who need that same affirmation of that's okay. So you're going to have to have FAS to be able to get a lot out of this book to know that it's okay to be able to know how to live, hopefully a better relationship with those who are supporting you and learning ways to support them as well. Um, and so it's gone beyond just FAS, it's gone to other disabilities. And two, just in general, I feel like even if you don't work with someone disabled or or someone who's neurodivergent, there's still something I feel like you can get out of this book. Uh, that affirmation, I feel like is universal. Um, and that message of, and I went to a massive youth gathering years ago, like 30,000 young Lutherans. <laughs> and um, the, the theme of that was this changes everything. But the message I got from it was that, um, that, that God is more and that we are more. Since we're created by God, we are more as well. We're an aspect of the divine or, you know, divinely created. And so that we are more than our disabilities or we are more than our limitations. So that audience of who can hear that message just kind of grew. So while my primary audience is still people with FASD or with uh, who are neuro, um, not non-neurotypicals, um, and their families. It can go beyond that as well. And I hope it does. I hope other people who might not have a direct link to that community can pick up the book and still get a lot out of it. And I hope so too. Again, as as we worked on this book and as you and I just worked on the launch and everything, mm-hmm. I really think that anybody can read this book and benefit from it. And And again, what you do is you educate people 
you provide that perspective from your lived experience, from your journey, and then you inspire and encourage. So it's just a book that is just such a treasure. And you also, your, your writing style, Kenny is so concise and it's not a, it's not a big book, you know, by any means, it's not this huge, you know, it's not going to take you months to read it. You know, (laughs) it'll, it'll take you a few days, maybe a week or so to read it. And I think it's very easy to read because you really, each chapter has a purpose, you know, Mm -hmm. and each within each chapter, you even have subtopics within the topic. And I love, and this is funny, shout shout out again to Carrie Watson, who who formatted it. When, when we first, you know, we're looking at the manuscript and you had the quote at the top of the page. Uh Well, the way Carrie formatted it was the quote precedes the chapter. Yeah. I love that you and I, you know, it's so funny because we both had the same reaction. Like, what is she doing? And then, then yeah. we realized the impact of that, yeah. of that. Here's this quote. It's related to the upcoming chapter. It's, it's almost like the affirmation within the affirmation, you know? Right. So yes. Um, yes. It, I, again, I have to say that this book, Kenny is just, it's so amazing the way it's put together, the way you crafted it the way we finished it. I am just so, so excited that you invited me on on this journey. And now you are an author as we yeah, speak. You are crazy. an author. So before we, we talk a little bit more about what your takeaways from the book are, how does it feel being an author going through this process? Well, it's kind of interesting. And I'm not sure... Um... Well, we might have, yeah, like, I, I did not care for writing when I was in school. Writing was very difficult for me, and it felt very tedious and just very hard. And I think it took me three or four times to, like, redo phonics and grammar, because it just, my memory and other stuff, we just did not want to remember the rules and all of that, have an auditory processing, because the best writers are ones who just read a lot, right? At least um, that's my mom's opinion and mine as well. The best uh, the best writers read a lot. And reading was very difficult. So the writing was very difficult. But as I got better at writing and better at reading and all of that, um, something I was inspired by you, Natalie, and by uh, my mom when you guys wrote your book. I'm like, you know, like the definition of a book doesn't have to be like a this big, massive, you know, um, what what's the author who makes the sc- scary um story? Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just has to be a Stephen King thick kind of book. You know, <laughs> um, you know, like and you know, powerful messages can come through in any size, and so, and that kind of inspired me. You know, and then too that just that needed that affirmation, and so I set out to write something and at first I thought oh it could be a good blog, and then I realized no one needs to be longer than that. So yeah, that's what got me to write a book, which I thought I would never do because I did not care for writing. And also, too, um, my mom teaching me well to write, and then I'm taking seminary classes, and one of my professors telling me, oh, you should publish a paper. And I'm like, oh, if he thinks I'm fairly good at it, maybe maybe I'm okay. <laughs> you're, you're more than okay. You are a very talented author. And I hope and I pray that this is just the first of the books that will be coming out by Kenny LaJoy. Um, Because again, Kenny, this book is just, it's so needed. 
again, you and I both were, were firm believers. We are firm followers of Christ and we, our foundation in our faith is so important in our journeys. And I believe that this book is divinely orchestrated in the timing of it, you know, because we're trying to get the FASD Respect Act passed. You know, there's a whole bunch of just FASD is just has come so far and not just FASD, but just those with neuro, you know, those neurodivergence, those with brain-based diagnoses, things are just coming. And I think that this book, again, it's a, it's an affirmation for anyone with, you know, any type of brain-based diagnosis yeah, uh, or any type. It's like it, a know. holy convergence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Again, it's it's divinely orchestrated. Um, so I'm just, again, so thankful. Um, and thank you for acknowledging your mom and I. Oh, my goodness. We had fun putting it together. And your what you just said, I think, should be a wonderful motto for people that powerful messages can come in any size. They don't have to be big, powerful yeah. messages. And on that, I'm going to, I'm going to give one of my takeaways as a mom who has experienced your book and I loved reading it and reading it again. And I've read it quite a few times, <laughs> two words in your book stood out to me and you'll have to, if you're listening to us, you'll just have to buy the book and you'll have to find out where this is. Mm. In fact, We'll call it a scavenger hunt. Find out where these two Good quotes idea. are. <laughs> Kenny, when you said, when you when you talked about your experience, uh, a certain experience, and again, I'm not going to share it. I want readers, I want listeners to become readers and to find it. But you just, one sentence had two words. I belong. Mm. And it's relevant to the chapter, you know, that you were talking about. And as a mom, when I can tell you, Kenny, when I read that book, not only as an editor and not only as someone who is helping you with this book, but as a mom, when I read those words that you shared that you belonged, I think as a mom of a young adult with an FASD, those are the two words that I think every parent, caregiver, loved one wants to hear their kid say, mm. I felt like I belonged. So um, that to me was a big takeaway in that if you are the parent or loved one of someone with an FASD or other disability, that helping them find the place where they feel like they belonged, that is a huge, huge gift. And, yeah. and so your journey related to those words, you know, and again, I'm not going to talk about it. You have to buy the book and read it so you can find out what, you know, you can find out what I'm referencing, but that's what so many families and not just families, people living with FASD with, with other disabilities, they want that place. And it's somewhere. Everybody has that place <laughs> where they feel like they belong. It's just, you have to find it. And for those with FASD and other brain-based diagnoses, it's harder to find it. And you talk about that. You talk about how hard it was for you to find that. But yeah. once you found it, man, things changed, you know? Yeah. And, and um, so I'm, I'm just really, that was my takeaway was that, wow. When you made that statement, when you shared that experience, Kenny, that was just to me, it, I, it just said, 
this is what every person should feel in their lifetime. Have that feeling, no matter what their diagnosis, no matter what their ability. So on that note, what are some top takeaways? Of course, so this is an affirmation. You want people, you you want to affirm people, especially those with FASD, that it's okay. So we know that's a top takeaway. We also, you know, your journey and you're educating us about FASD from your experience, from your lived experience. What are some other top takeaways you want your readers to get from your book? So like the first major takeaway, of course, is once again, that affirmation of it's okay to be you. Um, and two, the affirmation can expand beyond just the person affected with this neurological um, effect. But for the parents to say, it's okay to have a child who's, disabled, uh, who's neurodivergent. It's okay that um, there are way of living is a little different or needs to be different and that difference okay. Um, or for that friend of who's a friend with the neurodivergence, okay, it's okay that I have a friend like that. I feel good about it, you know, like, yeah, all around that affirmation. Um, and then the other major point I want, and of course, you take away the point people take away, but like the other point is um, that I feel like it's almost just as important is not letting this um and i feel comfortable using the word disabled i feel like it's um to me it speaks to me of like you know i don't want that word to be just given up to given away like it's our word it's okay to use but it's okay to be disabled but more than that our disabilities do not define us and that we are more than them we are more than our limits we are more than our disabilities than our um, bad days, or even our good days. Um, God created us to be more, to be more with each other, to be more for creation, to be more for um, his will. And just because we have certain limitations doesn't mean we don't have that more within us to do more, to be more in the world, and to challenge ourselves to be more and do more. Uh, that doesn't mean hitting our self against the brick wall and just being maybe being more creative being more willing to give on certain issues so you can gain on other issues and so on so that definition of more can go however you would like but that realization that it's okay that i'm disabled but i'm not only disabled i'm also more than that and those will be like my primary takeaways one thing, though, too, is I would love to hear from people what their takeaways is, because hearing Natalie here, like, it's amazing to hear. Um, and in my book, I will have this email address called it is okay to be you book at gmail.com. And so if you want to email using that email and saying what you took away from the book and whatnot, I would love to read it. And if I can, I will definitely respond to those emails. So I would love to learn what people, their takeaways are from this book. And I love that, Kenny. I We will be sharing that email as well as a couple of um, organizations that you mentioned, um, you know, of, of course, and you did. So one other bonus of your uh -huh. wonderful book is at the end, you have this resource section for people, right, yeah. uh, which is wonderful. So you, you have on, you know, the organizations, our podcasts, um, books, other things. So again, there's just this book is so packed with 
so much value, so much inspiration, education, encouragement. And I love how you want to hear from other people. So we will be sharing your email. And also we will have Kenny's book on the FASD Hope website. So you can link onto it and then go purchase it on Amazon. Before we wrap things up, let's real quick talk about what was the most interesting part in this whole process of writing a book for you? What was the part that, or maybe I should rephrase that. What was the most surprising part of writing a book into now the stage where we're at, which is having, being a self-published author? For me, it was, I thought the writing itself would be the most difficult part. And I'm not going to say it was like the easiest part. It wasn't, but like, it was not the most cumbersome part, the, the harder part of it. And I will say once again, Natalie made it far easier, but like it was the crossing the keys, you know, making sure it was formatted correctly, make sure everything was edited, even like very minor stuff of like, oh, you spell took with a C instead of a K or um, whatever other very, you know, typos or whatever. But like if you've written a book of 120 or 30 pages, you got to remember that typo, you know, like even Mm -hmm. if you're rereading it like four times it's still hard to catch every typo and so that kind of stuff and then um getting the gates down getting the other resources the copyright all of that stuff which is very necessary but it's that kind of stuff that surprised me of like oh there's a lot more involved than just oh um and so and once again like um I could not have done this at all without Natalie's help Aww, helping me Kenny. cross those thresholds and sign those paperwork and making and keeping me on a good timeline to keep it going as well. Because um, as people with FAS know, we're not very good time managers either. So, or at least a lot of us struggle with that. So, like her helping me with that kind of stuff. So, um, but it's that kind of stuff that surprised me, and it wasn't a bad experience. It was just, right, more it was of a just surprise necessary. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. There's like, yeah. I can't just go to Amazon and publish. Okay, <laughs> huh? Interesting. You know, so and, I, and I was... learned a lot from this. I learned so much. <laughs> oh my goodness! And Kenny, I learned a lot too because I learned. You know, your mom and I self-published our book last mm-hmm. year, and then there were things that we were like, oh, we should have done it that, you know, you and I would have these discussions, these in-depth discussions of, should we do this or this, you know? And, and (laughs) I'm, I'm honestly, and your mom, I know she will, um, she will chuckle when I say this, but I think your book looks better than our book (laughs) because our book is wonderful. You know, Blazing New Mm -hmm. Homeschool Trails, it, it was, it's the little, little we your mom and I call it the little guidebook that could you know it's this little tiny guidebook of about FASD and homeschooling and everything but what we did with your book is we made it look more professional which I think again Carrie did an outstanding job with the cover with the back cover we put your endorsements on the back cover um the way we paid to have it formatted which again if i could go back and look at your mom and my book we would have paid <laughs> yeah. to have it formatted just because it really does make a difference having that extra mm-hmm. set of eyes looking through it and saying hey i think this would look more aesthetically pleasing so um your book Again, and and here's another thing. When Kenny and I discussed the launch date, we very had a very specific. We wanted this book to get out before FASD Awareness Month. 
Yeah. And again, the, the timing, we call it God's orchestration, because really this this book is being released a week before FASD Awareness Month. And we did that on purpose. You know, we I think that um, it, it's funny because I, I never thought we would never make the timeline. In fact, I think we gave ourselves extra time. Initially, mm-hmm. we were going to do it earlier in the summer, but I'm glad we did it when we did it, because again, it just, everything makes sense. You were able to go off and, and, you know, go off and do your thing with camp and enjoy your things. And I was able to do, uh, you know, things we needed to do. So I'm really thankful that, um, that the timeline, everything we did was just well orchestrated. And I have to say to Kenny, that it was my pleasure and my privilege to help you on this journey. So I truly enjoyed myself walking alongside with you on this journey. So if you are interested in purchasing Kenny's book, It's Okay to Be You, Living Well with FASD or Other Disabilities by Kenny LaJoy, you can go to amazon.com. You can also visit fasdhope.com where we will have a link with Kenny's book. We'll include that information in our program notes today, as well as in our social media posts so that you can go out there and purchase this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. And yes, I'm biased, (laughs) but also we had completely unbiased people read it and share their praises. So I am just so excited, Kenny. So for me, This book is a giant hope takeaway. I like to end our episodes on hope. Mm -hmm. And I know you like to end, um, you ended many, actually, I think you ended every chapter of your book in hope and in inspiration. Mm. Um, Again, with affirming that it's okay. What words of hope do you have for listeners um, on their FASD journeys or as loved ones of those with FASD? I would say, um, speaking honestly, hope was that thing that was the hardest to grasp during my journey. And even when I was writing the book, I think it was the chapter, It's Okay to Hope and Dream. I had to rewrite it like three times. It just could not land it. Um, and it's because it is hard to hope sometimes during that really dark valley, during those hardest doubts, um, greatest fear. It is hard to cling to that hope. It feels so illusionary, so ethereal, so out there. It's like, um, but I took a couple of takeaways for like the hope thing. Um, gratitude is one of the keys to hope of being grateful for what you have right now, for what is now, having faith in the way that things are. Um, and gratitude for that. And then to me, and I know it's different for other people, but that um, that faithfulness in God, that um, trusting that even when I can't see it, a higher power does see more. And that faithfulness and that hope and that, um, I don't know, that holding on to that hope of knowing that you are more in the world than your disabilities. And so my hope would be that people who read this book and listen to this podcast, they understand that they that it's okay to be who they are that they're uh, with their disabilities or being neurodivergent, but that there's more to that as well. Author Kenny LaJoy. <laughs> now we can use that title. Author Kenny LaJoy of... It's okay to be you living well with FASD or other disabilities. 
it has been my honor and it has been my true privilege to be a part, a small part of this giant accomplishment. Congratulations, my friend. And I am so excited to see where this book will take you on your journey. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and review and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us again next week and remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.